Hello and welcome to the Tracks That Take Us Back podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Every week I have a brand new guest on the show who talks about their favourite places in Scotland and the most treasured memories that they have in these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all of the songs in full due to copyright reasons, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. I'm so thrilled to be joined by Charlene Boyd for this week's Tracks That Take Us Back. I've long admired Charlene from afar for her diverse and powerful acting work, but in recent years, I've been very fortunate to get to know the wonderful person that she is. So I'm delighted that she's accepted my invitation to come on today's show. Charlene, welcome to Capture Caledonia. Oh, thank you. Now, I've asked you to choose a few places in Scotland that hold a special place in your heart and a few songs that sort of are the soundtrack to those memories and those places. But before we get onto that, uh, it's been a difficult period for everyone in the creative industries uh, in 2020, but it was actually quite an exciting year for you career-wise because you've joined mm-hmm. the cast of River City as PC Jack Dunn. Uh, yeah. What's it been like to enter the world of River City in such a strange and challenging year? Well, um, yeah, so I joined River City last January, so that's a year now, and um, obviously at that point in time we had no idea what was coming, and at first it was a complete mind shock to me because the work ethic there is full on, you know, you and I, and I work, you know me, I, I, I work hard anyway, but this was something else, um, scenes every day, lines every night to learn, up early, it was a complete shock to the system in the most wonderful way um and then all of a sudden when everyone was put into lockdown it just stopped so it was really um a really bizarre experience for me because I'd gone from pushing and working as hard as I ever had with with this there's such a supportive bunch and a great family but they all the cast and crew honestly they just power through the scenes and the work and it's long long days to all of a sudden to be at home and to be doing nothing so I think it was a really weird antithesis for me. I all of a sudden had all this brain space and like everybody else, we didn't know what was happening with the world and where it was going. So slowly River City started to pick up again um, and everything now is at a pace that I actually really enjoy. So although we're all at two meters and things take a lot longer, you have a lot more time actually to work on your character to work on the scenes, to even catch up with people at a distance. It's all very, very strictly um, with the procedures, you know, and, and there's a lot of rules, but it is just a really nice pace. And what's so bizarre is obviously there's no pubs open at the moment. There's nothing, no restaurants. You can't go meet a pal for a drink. So when I'm in River City and I'm playing my character, that's when I do the most real things. So I'll be sitting in the pub at a distance And I go, I haven't been in a pub for ages. (laughs) Or I'll be walking down the street and I'll wave to someone and I'll pretend to go into my house or into the shop. And I'm like, this is the most real, weirdly, that that it's been for me. (laughs) And that that probably helps massively with, you know, conveying those scenes as well. You know, if it feels real to you, it's going to... It's going to portray totally. it very easily. <laughs> and I think the amazing thing that River City have done is they've they've not ignored, you know, the pandemic. They've totally in- grafted it and, and weaved it into their storyline. You know, we all had our masks straight away and 
being on the police force and the front line and a lot of the characters that work for the NHS. So we, they've been great in putting all that into the stories. And I think it has been a really good respite for people when they're watching it to be to see sort of real life reflected, but with an optimism and a hope, hopefully, you know, that this, this will all pass. Definitely. And it's lovely to see uh, that optimism and that hope. I think we all need that. And um, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. coming across uh, when I've been watching it. Oh, good. So the reason that I've brought you on the show today is to talk about uh, places in Scotland that you have a special connection to. So yeah. do you mind telling me what the first place is that you've chosen to talk about today? Yes. So the first place I'd like to talk about is a little village called Condorit, and it's in the town of Cumbernauld. And, and you... um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. On you go, please. OK, I, no, no. Ask your question. <laughs> I was just going to go straight in with uh, why have you chosen this place? Oh, great. Thank you. Um, so the reason I've chosen this place is it's, you know, it's funny. This is where I lived as a child and it's where I was brought up and it's where I have a really large extended family and it's where my family all still live now. I'm kind of the only one that's moved out of Condorit. And when I was younger, like a lot of um people who live in you know small villages in this way or small towns in fact I found it, it's a very grey area I didn't appreciate at the time what it had to offer I, I kind of only saw you know the rundown little community centre the fact that it was small it didn't have big lights it didn't have the attraction that Glasgow had for me or you know somewhere bigger um, and there weren't any sort of groups you know kids to play would hang out in the park or they would hang out in the street corners. And that's kind of, that was my childhood right up until I moved out, I guess, at about 17. Um, and it's funny because I spent the whole of my life as a child waiting for the moment and as an adolescent, as I was growing up, waiting for the moment to leave this place, you know. And now having lived in Glasgow and all my family are there, it's done a real 360 for me. And now it's my absolute haven of comfort and and hope like you know the street corners that when I was younger I'd be like oh this is just I can't wait to get out of here you know look at the grey and look at that I start to walk down them now when I when, whenever well obviously pre-lockdown um when I go visit family I, I would walk along and all of a sudden I go did I not notice those trees did I not notice the luggy the the water that kind of went through did I not see the little bridge did I not it's got so much joy and comfort for me it's kind of took me it's, it's become a place of home and um, in a little street there is there's a house which is my my nana's house and um, you know it's a typical little granny's house and it's got its wee garden and everything inside you know there's loads of little ornaments there's photos of everybody in the family and their wains all the weddings <laughs> one of them the kettle's always on and everything's a sort of shade of brown <laughs> and um <laughs> but it's the most comforting place and genuinely in the world to me and it's just a, a lot of it's to do with my nana as well I mean she's this working class woman who had six kids and can make 22 pancakes out of one egg and then um, she has she's incredible you always get a cup of tea at her door and when we're allowed to travel you get one in the garden um and it's got a real place of it's the only place I would say that I can sort of cuddle up and fall asleep on her couch or go for a nap or I feel really at rest there and you know what it's like in this industry when you're an actor you can go from for example River City a job that you're like yeah I'm here every week to absolutely nothing so it's a real you know job that's up and down and you need these kind of comfort blanket places and 
it took me such a long time to realize that that was mine. And I just, I just love it. And actually before lockdown, again, me and my Nana had a sort of little tradition. My kids would go to my mum's every second Friday for a sleepover. And I'd go to my Nana's and I'd sit in the wee house and we'd share a fish supper. And it's just been something that we do. And it's so wonderful. Like I really appreciate it. And it's funny because as a kid, I would be like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this town, this village, you know? <laughs> so it's a really special place to me. What, you, what you've just said, like, has resonated with me, like, more than I can possibly tell you. I grew up as well in a small village, um, but, you know, about 40 minutes away from Aberdeen. And I had that exact same feeling, like I was desperate to leave. And it kind of took me going to uh, London via Edinburgh to Glasgow to realise how much that I appreciate um, the countryside and those small places. And I like it because when I go back, it feels like it's almost frozen in time. So I have that comfort of like, it reminds me of that time in my life still. And some of the same people are still there. Is that the same sort of experience for you? Yeah, absolutely. It's, and, and the people there, you know, it's really funny because I I, I've met all these new people where I live now and I've got a community, but I've been away from there for years, like almost 20 years. 15 years, I would say. And I can still walk down the street and know most people and wave to them. It's, it's home. It's, I'm exactly like you. Like I've gone so many places and it's taken that for me to realize what, where, it, where it's placed in my body and what my home is, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. So I asked you to choose a song as well that reminds you of this place yes. without giving away what the song is just yet. Can you describe why this song has a special connection? Yes, yeah, so I talked about this place of haven, this little house that my Nana's in. And this is my Nana's favourite song. And it's, you know, it, it, it's one of her favourites. She loves music and she loves songs. But this is the song that cannot keep her on her chair. She's an 88 <laughs> and she, she gets up. And every time I hear this song, I am filled with absolute joy because it doesn't matter whether she's in her living room, whether she's at a party, wherever she is, she's just up and she's boogieing. And obviously as the, year goes, the years go on, my, my Nana gets older and she gets slower, but there's something about this song that just ignites her. And she is just shimmying away and it just brings total joy to me. And, and so when I hear it, I'm always dancing with her in my head or, you know, if say in, in the past when I was allowed to go out and stay over or whatever, or if we had a glass of wine, the minute this came on, the two of us were up dancing in the living room on the rug. She's just great. And, and also it's a great song to do the slosh to as well. <laughs> well, with that beautiful uh, image that you've created in our heads of you and your Nan dancing to the song, do you mind introducing what the song is? Yes, this is Little Old Wine Drinker Me by Dean Martin. I'm the man behind the bar for the jewelry bar And the music takes me back to Tennessee And they ask who's a fool in the corner crying I say a little old wine drinker that was Dean Martin with Little Old Wine Drinker Me. Thank you for introducing me to that song, Charlene. I didn't know it before. And that's why I love talking to people about music, because I love getting introduced to, to new songs that I don't know. And that is so up my street. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad.
So let's My nana will be delighted. <laughs> oh, I, I was hoping, I hope that she might listen to it and she might get up and have a little dance. So fingers oh, crossed. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You will know when this plays that that's what she'll be doing. She'll be like, oh! <laughs> um, so let's move on to uh, place number two that you've chosen. Mm -hmm. So I've chosen Linlithgow. And I've chosen Linlithgow Palace, actually, because I went there last year. Yes, last year. And basically, the song that I'm going to choose, which I won't talk about yet, the band who played that song were performing in Linlithgow Palace. And for me, it was really important because I followed this band for years and years and years. I love them. They are my favourite band. And this was the first time I took my little six-year-old daughter to a gig. And um, the, the band were playing in the Lithgow Palace. And on that day, it just poured down. Like it was one of, it was the weekend where honestly, everything was just soaking wet. The rain was lashing. And we were, I kept checking updates and they were saying, you know, if you may be refunded, don't come along. Don't feel, you know, you can apply for money back because the mud apparently at this sort of festival outdoor gig was right up on people's legs and faces. And it was actually, the it was just flooded, completely flooded. And it was real touch and go because I personally know this band. So I was texting and they were saying to me, you know, if it were me, I, I wouldn't bother. How fun can it be for your little girl? <laughs> First gig to be out on this mud patch. Anyway, so I turned to my wee girl and I say, look, I think I'm so sorry. I know this is your first sort of taste at a gig in a festival, but I think we're going to have to postpone. And she was like, please, if the trains are running, we must go. So anyway, we got our waterproofs on. I had my Doc Martens on, she'd her wellies on, her hats, her wee face covered in glitter and our little um, torch light that she was desperate to take that, that kind of shone all the colours. And we got on the train and we went to this, I thought, oh my gosh, the rain, honestly, Ewan, it was lashing. And I saw a little restaurant in Linlithgow and I thought, I've never been here. And I popped in and we both had a lovely little meal together. I had a glass of wine and it was just gorgeous because me and my wee girl were chatting away and, you know, and she's so excited. She's no idea what a gig is or any of this. She's just a wee tiny tot and I'm thinking, oh Lord, it's so wet outside. Like, this is awful. Mm. So anyway, we have this lovely wee meal. We walk across and we start walking down this mud patch and I'm going oh my gosh and our wee wellies are sticking so much that our feet are coming out our boots and now our socks are wet and like we are covered in mud <laughs> and honestly she's like yep yeah, keep going keep going so we go up to the kind of little stand where you collect your tickets and things and it turns out the band had upgraded us to a little tent, <laughs> like a VIP tent. So we head there and covered in mud and, you know, the band aren't on yet. And, and, and my little girl's just looking out into the odd, like the sort of crowds and, cause loads of people did turn up actually. And there's a band on before um, and she, she's listening to them and she's like, this is amazing. And um, we, you know, she got her face all painted and we're doing all that. And then the band come on the band that I, that I that I follow and I love and they play this song and I, I cannot tell you <laughs> her wee face just lit up there were fireworks and everything just it was just the right decision for her first gig the fact that we were covered in mud and soaking and she's singing all the lyrics and she's only six and she's pounding the air and honestly it was just the most gorgeous memory um 
and I already loved this song anyway and, and it's, tra it's travelled with me since it's come out for a lot of people in Scotland actually so Linlithgow anytime I pass Linlithgow on the train you know going from Glasgow to Edinburgh I just always see her wee face with like colours shining the glitter and this song pounding out from an amazing band it's wonderful what a beautiful memory that is I mean I I think anyone remembers their first gig so vividly and that sounds like that's going to be a memory that stays with your wee girl for many 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 years absolutely yeah she's, she talks about it all the time and she loves the fact that it was her choice and her that pushed us to go yeah that's what she, she loves so much about it and she's like I've been to a gig you know and she and she just loved it <laughs> well uh, I think we've we've kept the listeners um, waiting and they'll be dying to know what the, uh, what the song is and who the band are. So would you like to introduce uh, your second song? Yes. Yeah, so my second song, the wonderful, wonderful song and story is Dignity by Deacon Blue. And I'll sail on the West Coast Through villages and towns I'll be on the holidays They'll be doing the rounds They'll ask me how I got it I'll say Save my money and say, isn't she pretty? That she called dinner Dignity by Deacon Blue. That's a great choice of a song because I think so many people in Scotland will have their own uh, special memory or, or or a memory or maybe many memories of hearing that song in many places uh, so hopefully yes. they've been taken back to their own memories as well by hearing that absolutely and that's the thing like it's a song that's on at weddings and you know it's 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 I've heard it throughout my whole life and I've always loved it and Deacon Blue are my favorite band I was gutted this year when their gigs were cancelled because I see them every year and um, yeah just it was so interesting that my daughter changed my memory and, and love for the song and gave me a whole new one you know because it's a song I loved anyway and now I can't I can't listen to it without seeing her wee face shining with the fireworks <laughs> I mean I have such a strong memory of of being in Morzine in France and that song came on in uh, a bar and it was one of those like it felt like such an unlikely place to hear that song and mm -hmm. now when I hear it I'm just transported back to there because back to there everyone was singing along and there was people there from it must have been all over Europe or all over the world it was amazing it is, and I think that's the thing about Deacon Blue is that all of their songs are amazing stories. Within, they all hold their own world. So, like Dignity, I can. I'm like, I know that man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to get on that dinghy. All that money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his sunblast bag, and people called him Bogey. <laughs> <laughs> that you're right. It's the great imagery that that the song, that the lyrics and the story uh, conjure up in your head. It's it's wonderful, and I think that's probably yeah. the reason why it's one of the reasons why it stood the test. Of, time it's also just brilliant a brilliant melody as well totally okay so let's move on to your third choice of place today so my third choice today is burnham wood and burnham wood is a wood which is near oh my gosh what's the place called again dunkeld dunkeld that's it <laughs> <laughs> which is near dunkeld and i was introduced to burnham wood through the play macbeth and I had no idea anything about Burnham Wood. I'd never been, you know, and I live in Scotland. And when I was prepping for Macbeth, I played Lady Macbeth at the Sits uh, a couple of years ago. When I was doing my prep, there was a lot of places coming up, Dunsinane Hill, Burnham Wood. And I thought, you know, I kind of really need a wee weekend away. So I went and travelled around all of these places, Glam's Castle. 
I went to all of them. And when I went to Burnham Wood, I've always had this thing where if my head is busy, I kind of need to get out into, you know, it can be trees, the sea. I just need to get out into nature. I need to be standing in something bigger than me so I can actually totally get perspective and understand that I'm one small human in this whole big world. And this tree is much bigger than me and I, the sky is much bigger than me and, and the air just really helps me. So I, I went to Burnham Wood and I, I was going for total research and I found, you know, the Burnham Wood tree that um, is all mentioned in, in Macbeth. And I just I found the most gorgeous place that has now become my place to go to if I need to get out of the city, if I want to be feel like I'm in you know, uh, somewhere that's bigger than me and I need a place to think. It's got the most gorgeous water. And, you know, you look up and the trees are the most amazing shapes. Like the trees are, I I've taken my kids a couple of times and they think the trees are really scary. And they are because they've got real sharp edges and you can actually sit inside one of the trees, the Burnham, in the Burnham Wood tree, which is incredible. And it's it's just the, the most glorious place to be and and weirdly it really helped me because it it helped me understand just the enormity when i was doing the research of of the play and how magical all of these elements make shakespeare's plays you know setting them in this sort of wood or the wood coming to dunsinane hill and now nothing to do with Shakespeare and now nothing to do with Macbeth for me. I just go there and I've, it's made me fall in love with Dunkeld and all around that area. Um, and, and there's a little tiny park as well, which is just under the trees. And the kids have played there so many times now. And it's really quite a long drive for me to go there, but I'll go for a day just because the amazing buzz that I get from being there. And just those really old trees, I'd never appreciated the age of trees. And I know it sounds mental, but I hadn't, or I'd never appreciated the sort of rustle with when the wind comes of the leaves and actually the, how much it sounds like whispers and how dark it is. It gave me a real sense of that atmosphere. And, and I just love to go there and I will continue to go there. I think I'll go there forever. Um, definitely the play Macbeth <laughs> helped me um, find this wonderful, wonderful place. And also, just as a little side note for, for the people who are listening, um, Charlene's performance in, in the version of Macbeth is, well, is phenomenal. And you were oh, nominated oh. for a Cat Award for it. Um, oh. And actually, people can go and watch a little clip of it um, because the Scotsmen have done a sort of series of sessions through lockdown. And uh, there is a little clip there of, of part of the show. So go and watch that um, if you've not seen it. It's, it's well worth it. Um, it's really you know you're talking uh, this is why I loved uh, I love talking to you anyway Charlene but talking about these yeah. memories is is brilliant because this is actually a place that means a lot to me as well I did a oh, season wow. at Pit Lockery at the theatre yes. there and I have memories of going down with the cast and we we deliberately did a day trip to go and see the the Burnham Oak the tree the Burnham say, Oak it's, that's it's it so old and so it's lovely I'm like love, loving to hear hearing your memories but as you're talking I'm connecting you know back to, to ones of my own and, and I'm hoping that that's this is what the the listeners will get from listening to people um, oh absolutely Ewan because and, and think about it you, you would have had no idea that that's where I go 
like yeah. where I stand unless I told you which never really comes up in conversation unless we'd done this and now I can imagine you go down your trip there and it's weird because it's a place that I feel like I really really know and I just love standing at that tree like it's incredible <laughs> it's such a beautiful part of Scotland as well that sort of yeah. that whole area of Perthshire is, is wonderful oh yeah totally so I'm presuming that while you've been in uh, Burnham you've you've come across a song or a band or, or there's a particular musical so, connection well. it's really funny the, how this connection works so when I was in Macbeth and we were rehearsing there was a man um who you know the technician who would set everything up before uh, part of the crew who would check all the sound check and mics and all of that sort of thing and he would always play some songs just as he was getting things ready and I'd hear them through the little what's the little box called in your dressing room again cams Cans, tannoy. Tannoy. Um, I'd hear through the tannoy the songs that the guy was playing when he was setting up and all of that. And I had never heard this song that I'm about to um, let you know what it is. Um, and I'd never heard it before. And it was the lyrics that caught me because I got the lyrics wrong. And I thought it says conquer shining on the ground is what, it's, what it actually is. But I thought it was conquer Charlene on the ground. And I was like, <laughs> Wow, that, so that song has got my name in it, right? Singing about me. <laughs> yeah, so I started to get really, um, I started to find that really funny. And so it, I, I'd never heard it and it became part of my warm up. You know, you get the half hour call and I'd hear, because they always played the exact same playlist before the show. And when, when he was doing his cleaning, he must have just put, popped his iPod on and used the same sort of, maybe that's what he used to get into the zone of setting up and things like that. So everywhere we toured or everywhere I went with this, I heard that song. And it just became so apparent to me that when I went to Burnham Wood this time, the song came on my shuffle. And so I was standing and I thought, I just cannot now think of the Macbeths or... I can't even prep for Lady M, which, like you said, actually, we're, we're about to film it. So the Citizens Theatre will bring out a full filmed version of it soon. Oh, they're bringing year. out a full film. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, a full filmed version, which will be incredible and people can see it online. But for sure, I cannot get into her or play it or even think about Burnham Wood at all without listening to this song. And it all came from me going, oh, that says Conquer Charlene. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um Okay, just before I get you to introduce the final song, I just want to say thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's oh, it's lovely, you. lovely to hear your memories, lovely to hear the songs that you've chosen, and it's also just lovely to to uh, catch up with you. So yeah. thank you very much. And if you would like welcome. to introduce the last song, that would be perfect. Yes, thanks so much for having me on, you, and it's been wonderful. And the last song is "Zorbing" by Stornoway. Conquer shining on the ground The air is cooler And I feel like I just started uni Walking backwards to my van You're at your window And I'm tripping every time I think of You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie.
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review and help spread the word about Capture Caledonia to all your friends and family. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Capture Caledonia with you and Petrie. And you can also get us on Twitter. Just search Capture Cali. Also, make sure you stay tuned for more exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you.